Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. My name is Brittany Schulstead, and today we will be chatting with Hope Rocket, Kofi Ando, and Killian Rogers, current PGY2 Health System Pharmacy Administration and Leadership, or HSPAL, residents, and also work group chairs for the Pharmacy Administration and Leadership Residents Collaborative, or PALRC, about HSPAL residency programs and typical duties of a resident, how students can prepare during pharmacy school, and what career paths are possible after completion of an HSPAL program. Thanks for joining us today. So before we get started, could each of you tell us more about yourself and your current programs? I can go first, hey everybody. Uh, my name is Kofi Ando, current second year admin resident at UW Health, did pharmacy school at Notre Dame and Maryland University. Hi everyone, my name is Killian Rogers. I'm a second year HSPR resident at UNC Health in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and I completed my pharmacy school at The Ohio State University. And I'm Hope Rocket. I am at the University of Kansas Health System, and I went to pharmacy school at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Pharmacy. Great, thank you all. So we'll jump into our first question to answer today. Describe your journey to HSPAL. When did you decide this was the career path for you and how did you find out about this type of residency program? So I can start us off for this one. So for me personally, I realized pretty early on in pharmacy school that I was interested in a lot of the more behind the scenes type roles. I recognized that while I definitely valued patient care, that it wasn't really the best fit for me. And I really wanted to explore alternative career paths. So I had the opportunity to have a informatics internship early in pharmacy school. And that really opened up my eyes to a lot of different opportunities and kind of non-traditional roles within pharmacy. And through that internship, I had the opportunity to work on a lot of projects that had kind of an admin spin to them. And my mentors that I met through that internship as well really kind of helped, you know, kind of put the worm in my ear about HSPL residencies um, and that there was, you know, a program designed for people who had a interest in administration and leadership and wanted to build those skill sets. Um, so that's really what got me um, down the journey for HSPL residencies. I'll hop in next. So for me, I actually volunteered at a free health clinic in high school. And one of the bigger projects that they actually had me work on was converting their ordering system from paper to electronic, which looking back, I actually find hilarious that they would ever ask a 17-year-old to do this. But hey, I'm grateful that they did because it's actually kind of sparked my love for administration and healthcare. And so throughout pharmacy school, I started working at the University of Kansas Health System and naturally just became more involved started taking on projects similar to that in the health clinic, and also got to work with some of the HSPL residents at the time. And it's kind of been history ever since for me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to round us off here. You know, describing my journey to HSPL, I think I decided my third year, P3 year in school, this is after I had been involved in student organizational leadership. And I think that's really what catapulted my interest in HSPAL training, being a chapter leader, leading teams, and then also having, you know, mentors identify in myself before I identified it in me that I had um, a passion and a skill set that would align with HSPAL training. So even though at the time, my third year, I didn't necessarily know as much about it. 
uh, I leveraged my resources and my mentors to to learn more about the pathway. And uh, really, I was stuck at a crossroads back then. I remember wanting to specialize in oncology, being interested in the industry, and then also interested in HSPAL training. I think the nail in the coffin for me was HSPAL training seemed to be almost like a melting pot of experiences that you could leverage moving forward in your career. If you're interested in oncology, you'll get oncology experiences if you if you want to through admin training. You also get a good amount of clinical training that you can leverage in the industry if that's also something you're interested in. So that was a, a huge selling point for me, uh, being that I, I like to keep my doors open and gain versatile experiences for sure. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. And Kofi, you kind of touched on getting involved in pharmacy school. That leads into the next question I have for you all is how could a student get involved during pharmacy school to set them up for success as an HSPAL residency candidate? Yeah, I can jump on this one first. So Kofi kind of already talked about the organizational involvement in pharmacy school. So I'll take a bit of a different approach. One thing that I really got involved in was just at work. And so I've previously mentioned I got to work at the University of Kansas Health System as an intern. And so knowing that I wanted to do an HSPL residency, my goal was to just get as many learning experiences as possible, especially at such a large health system as KU. And so for really for my first three years or so of pharmacy school, I really just raised my hands anytime an operations manager needed help, not only just to build that relationship, but again, to just get outside my normal experiences and just learn new skills that I hadn't been able to tap into before. And so outside of projects, my internship also offered an admin intern opportunity in our P4 year. And so I had the opportunity to serve in that role. And I think it really challenged me in different ways, especially with like people management, conflict resolution, even some ticky tacky things like creating schedules. But no thing is too small, I would I would say, especially as a student to learn. So I guess my advice would be anyone listening that wants to be a great HSPA candidate, really get involved as much as you can, especially at work. It allows you to build relationships with leaders in the health system setting and can really challenge you with some real world projects. For sure. I'll piggyback off of, of hope. You know, coming from that work aspect, there are uh, certain niche intern programs that have I got specialty admin experiences for students who may be interested. So that's an avenue. There also are longitudinal clinical track programs, depending on where you are, they may call it different things. So we call it clinical track in Maryland. Some call it LAPIs as like a longitudinal API program. Um, but these are also programs that definitely help set you up to be a health system leader if that's something of choice for you. And then also leveraging other resources you have. So we talked about mentorship and garnering genuine mentorship to help, I guess, order your steps throughout the process. But also, you know, if you're involved in ASHP, there are plenty of resources available on ashp.org. I know PalRC, us as a collective, we have a lot of resources available to students as well that they can leverage. And then thinking about even the recruitment process in general, before official interviews, there are opportunities to connect with residents, leaders, of these different programs via open houses or even PPS interviews, which we may get into a little later, where you can uh, have a pre-interview per se before you apply. So uh, these are all ways you can get in involved in. I think it's pretty unique, uh, the type of training we have and the type of involvement and exposure we have to students as well. Yeah, that's great. I think being someone who just went through the recruitment process and the ability to participate in PPS was really helpful to get to know programs and some of the residents at those programs. So I would agree with Hope and Kofi. It's important to get involved in 
do those things prior to applying and interviewing with programs. Kind of piggybacking off of that question, could you guys describe the structure of the HSPAL program, knowing it's slightly different from the general PGY1 pharmacy track? Yeah, so I can start us off for this one. So like you said, it is a bit different than the general PGY1 track, but it is also very different program to program. So I'll definitely let the others um, share their thoughts as well. But so generally, at least for my program, generally your first year is focused on clinical training with some admin experiences thrown in as well. The thought there being, of course, that, you know, in order to be someone who's able to lead clinicians well, having a strong clinical background um, is really, really helpful. So for UNC, at least we have the same requirements as all the PGY-1 pharmacy residents in that first year. So we complete the same number of rotations, same amount of staffing, things like that. But our elective rotations are filled in with admin rotations. So you get a bit of taste of that admin experience early on. Additionally, we have the master's component throughout as well. And then in that second year is when you really get into the admin rotations. Um, So in that second year, we have every rotation is an admin rotation. We get to see all sorts of different um, types of experiences, really focusing on all the different parts of administration across the med use process. So everything from supply chain to billing to informatics, analytics, clinical management, and really you're able to really tailor the program to your personal interests and start to really explore um, because there's just so many different opportunities within admin. Um, And really second year is that time to really explore those different opportunities and start to find um, your own path. Yeah, so, you know, Killian touched on the structure of a combined program in which you come in and you're a PGY-1 clinical resident your first year primarily, and then uh, your second year you transition to much more administrative experiences primarily. Then you also have programs like the program I'm a part of at UW Health. It's more of like a, a hybrid combined program, I would say. So you do get clinical experiences and administrative experiences, I would say about 50-50 in your first year. Um, with the aspect that we do clinical staffing our first year um, to to supplement for maybe the less clinical rotation that we may have in comparison to other programs. So uh, you're still getting the clinical experiences. No matter which program you go to, it might look a little different regarding your staffing requirements and rotational obligations as well. So I think that's a pretty uh, unique difference between somebody like UNC or a program like UNC and UW Health, um, just as an example. Yeah, and my experience doesn't vary too far from what Kofi and Killian have already alluded to. So I can take a different approach and also speak to there are different structures of HSPL programs. So we have the combined, which we've already talked about, but there's also the second year can be independent as well. So maybe if you aren't as fortunate as us and knew early on into pharmacy school that this is what we wanted to do, and maybe you get into your PGY1 residency and find a little knack for administration. It's not too late in the game for sure. There are those standalone PGY2 programs. You may or may not get that master's component with it, but still provides very valuable experiences. Awesome. Thanks for adding that information on Hope. I think that's really helpful. Killian, when you were talking a little bit ago, you touched on the master's component and some of you uh, touched on that as well, but could you talk about the various master's degree degrees associated with HSPAL programs and kind of how you've navigated balancing the demands of your master's program specifically at UNC while doing your residency training. Yeah, definitely. So that is definitely one thing for me that kind of differentiates programs is just the breadth of opportunities there are across the master's degrees. So it's definitely something that I would encourage someone who's looking at HSPAL programs to really take a look at um, because I think that's a great way to 
really find a program that suits exactly what you're looking for. So generally for programs that do offer a master's degree and kind of as Hope said, not all programs do. Um, so for programs that do offer a master's degree, there's a number of different degrees that are offered. I think the biggest ones are MBAs and then an MS. But I know there are some other programs that do things like an MHA, an MPH, a master's in health informatics. Um, so really a lot of different opportunities there as far as what degree you get. And then also a lot of differences in terms of whether it's remote, whether it's in person, whether it's baked into the residency. So if it's all residents or if you have students from other professions as well, things like that. So when I was looking at programs, I got the advice early on, and I'm sure everyone has a different view on this, but the advice I got early on is as long as you have an M something after your name, really it's more about what the, the experiences that you got along the way, that from a job perspective, most of the degrees are fairly interchangeable. So the things that I was looking for, I really knew that I wanted a program that was built into the residency so that I wasn't trying to find a degree on my own and that I was with other pharmacy leaders. That was something that was really important to me. And so the, the way the UNC program um, is set up is that we have residency programs all over the country um, that use UNC, the university, as our hub for the master's degree. Um, so we have residents from all over the country using that. And really for me, balancing the demands of the master's program with residency, it definitely has been challenging at times. But since a lot of the things that we're doing in class match up with assignments we have for rotations, um, has definitely made it a lot easier. So for example, just this past week, we had a business plan presentation in class, um, and I was able to present something that I'd worked on on a rotation about a business plan for expanding our repackaging. So really, a lot of the benefit of the master's program for me has been from seeing those connections and being able to apply what you're learning in class um, to your rotations and to your projects for residency. Awesome. Thank you so much. And a lot of you guys have touched on great experiences that you've had, and it sounds like all of your programs really set you up for success. But what part of your program do you feel has best prepared you for a career in health systems administration as you look into your future now as you graduate here in just a few months? For me, it would definitely be the people management. So we actually used to just be named health system pharmacy and administration residency. And then a few years back, I think they added in the leadership piece, which I think it really does speak to and emphasize how important people are. And so your initiatives can be amazing and great, but if you can't work well or communicate with people, then really what's the point? <laughs> and so to me, what has prepared me the most for my career has been human resources management. Over the past year, I've actually gotten the opportunity to manage about 10 pharmacy technicians, and this has challenged me more as a leader than anything else in residency, because it's really in the day-to-day -day where your leadership is tested and your character really shows. And so it's been honestly extremely humbling experience, but my program has taught me things like how to communicate expectations how to make decisions, having courageous conversations, corrective action, providing feedback and coaching, active listening, investing in relationships and in people. And that's just to name a few. And I think those will serve me really, really well in my, in my first role. And to me, that is what differentiates, you know, a manager versus a leader. It's these types of skills that I feel like my program is equipping me to have. Yeah, I remember beginning to look into HSPAL programs and seeing those components to a lot of these HSPAL residencies and really being excited to get that hands-on experience. So I can only imagine it's been a great experience for all of you as you move forward. 
um, kind of thinking about your HSPAL programs as well. I know I'm out in Colorado for pharmacy school now and the hospital that I work at, we don't have as many HSPAL trained leaders at our hospital. I would say it's more people who have started in a clinical role or an operational role and worked their way up the ladder. So I'm curious to hear what you guys see as the benefit of doing an HSPAL residency versus climbing the ladder to a leadership role in a health system. And maybe along with that, what challenges you may see for a new graduate kind of looking to begin their career in leadership as they just come out of an HSPAL program? Yeah, great question, Brittany. I can take this one. It's interesting, as you mentioned, you know, in Colorado, it's an example, but health system leadership, I would say, comes in all shapes and sizes, right? So there isn't necessarily a right or wrong way to go about it, but there are different avenues now, which I, I'm truly grateful for. So, of course, choosing the HSPAL route, one benefit that I've noted is I think it essentially expedites your career trajectory in health system leadership if that's what you're interested in, right? So you have a two-year or one-year program, a lot of times you're packing six-ish, three-ish years into one year of, and a one-year worth of experience. So you'll have a lot of different things you can speak to. You're exposed to a lot of different areas of health system leadership that essentially can expedite one's career. Going the, I would say, climbing the ladder in health system leadership route, where you start off as a frontline practitioner, it generally takes a little longer, right? You put in a little bit more time on the front lines, you become a clinical expert in whatever specialty or therapeutic area, and you garner that respect amongst your peers, colleagues, bosses. And generally from there, you are presented with the opportunity to get promoted. So once again, there isn't a right or wrong way to go about it, but I think a benefit of HSPAL training is maybe that expedited timeline. And then speaking of, uh, challenges for, you know, new graduates of HSPAL residency programs. So, you know, people like Killian Hope, myself, uh, going into our careers as leaders, I think challenges that we may see are, you know, leading a team and something that we've done in residency. A lot of times you're leading people who are twice your age. So we're coming out with a youthful spirit. And a lot of times, sometimes people don't have that. So how do you earn the respect of your team when an you may be the age of their son or daughter. It's, it's, that is a challenge that some people have. And I think being leaders, being cognizant of those scenarios is important. I think another challenge that we have is facing the action imperative. I, I think I've read uh, the first 90 days and they speak on the action imperative and how we leave residency and we're still moving 100 miles per hour and everybody else is uh, moving at a much slower pace where we're recognizing issues, problems, and we want to change the world right off the bat. But a lot of times it's not the most feasible to have that approach. I think uh, being steady and, and learning your new environment is very important, connecting with the people and and then having a strategic approach that you know benefits both yourself and the department is super important. But I think those are some challenges that we may see. Of course, mentorship is also important to have in your new job, but all challenges I think HPAO residencies prepare you for. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing that all, Kofi. And we touched a little bit on some of the roles within a hospital, but I'm curious to hear your guys' perspective. What types of leadership roles have you discovered in residency? Because I know that's an area of, at least for me, admin, not a lot of people know about, and especially not different areas that you could maybe go into. So I'm curious to hear what you guys have encountered on your journey through your HSPAL program. 
Yeah, so I can touch on that one. So that's one thing that I've really been fortunate to just see the breadth of opportunities within admin during my residency. I remember, you know, my first year, I got my schedule for my rotations, and I saw one with supply chain management. And I had no idea what that was at first. And just recognizing just how much of an active role pharmacy plays in that was really interesting um, and definitely shaped kind of my career trajectory. And also the role that I'm going into with analytics, I didn't even realize that that was an opportunity when I started. So that's one thing that residency has really given me the opportunity just to see all these different leadership roles. And I think the thing that struck me the most is just how many of these roles are brand new. Um, the number of people that I've talked to both in my organization and in other organizations that are the first person to jump into their role, the first person to you know take on this role and really shape it out has been really amazing. So I think there's a lot of you know opportunity, a lot of roles that we may not really see yet. Um, for me, a lot of that discovery has been along the um, more tech paths, you know, looking at things in informatics, analytics, and looking at things out, you know, also outside of uh, traditional health system roles as well, because I think there's a lot of growth there um, and something that I'm really excited to continue exploring um, as I start in my career. Just to tag on, I think one thing that I didn't anticipate to learn as far as leadership roles for our career path and probably until the last six months or so is just health system leadership in general. And I've been seeing that trend specifically here at my institution where the majority of our senior directors actually are leading outside of pharmacy as well. And I think that is super exciting to think about in the future of how pharmacy doesn't have to be confined to four walls anymore. We get to increase our networks and think about the entire patient experience and how we can all come together to collaborate better. So I think that's something that really, really excites me and something that I didn't originally anticipate. But I think again, that speaks to the type of training that we're doing is we're, we're being trained how to be amazing leaders, not just maybe pharmacy leaders, just leaders in general. And so I did not anticipate that, but I'm very excited to share that. That's maybe where healthcare is going. Yeah, Hope, I'm really glad you brought that up because I remember thinking that on my interview trail as well as it's definitely something I didn't think about, but seeing how many pharmacy leaders there were that had a seat at the table in decision-making, not just for pharmacy, but really for the health system as a whole, I think is such a unique aspect of being an HSPAL resident. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, kind of pivoting gears a little bit, I was hoping to talk with you all about PALRC, which we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast could you guys talk about your role with PALRC and then what kinds of projects and events you've been part of and how your involvement in PALRC and ASHP as well has benefited you as a resident? Yeah, I guess I can, I can start us off. So yeah, it was mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I believe, but each of us are chairs of our, of our respective work groups. My work group is the student and resident engagement work group within PALRC. And so really our charge this year or the, over the past couple of years has been to uh, increase overall awareness amongst our student population and, and uh, postgraduate candidate population of what HSPL residency training is and providing almost a set of communities across the country uh, regarding candidates who are interested in these type of programs and also residents who are in these type of programs. So the student and resident engagement work group, we've I've been a part of a variety of projects and, and we've hosted a couple events. Uh, some examples, we host an annual panel or virtual panel before mid-year dedicated to providing an overview of what HSPAL residencies are for interested candidates. 
And so that panel oftentimes piques a lot of people's interest going into mid-year, which I think is great. And then also we host an annual uh, webinar for uh, HSPAL overview and opportunities. And this is in conjunction with the section of pharmacy practice leaders and also the new practitioner forum to really discuss how people can get involved in ASHP, even outside of PALRC, if that's something that they're interested in. And then some projects in general that we've been leading over the past couple of years, we've developed and started a national student outreach program. And so we've been able to conduct presentations on HPL programming, student leadership development at a variety of schools across the country. Once again, to increase that awareness component. And then we've also developed an HSPAL candidate resource guide. So if you're somebody like myself, I spoke back to my P3 year, I didn't really know much about how to go about acquiring such a residency. We put together a packet that actually is attached on the PALRC page on ashp.org, and it's accessible to all if you're interested in uh, this type of program, and I think it's very helpful and beneficial. And so those are two examples of some of the projects that we've been involved in. And um, I mean, regarding like benefits of my involvement, I would say just garnering a national network of friends and colleagues that I can call on at any point in time, leveraging resources and understanding the services and operations at different institutions is uh, supremely helpful. And then I would say lastly, just to job search in general, it helps a lot when you have uh, people that you can reach out to about jobs. So, I can go next. So like we said, we're all work group chairs. And so I get to be the work group chairman of the advocacy and practice advancement. And so some of the things our work group has really focused on in the past year and a half has been resident mental health and well-being. And so we got to actually host an open forum at ASHP Leaders this past fall. So really starting the conversation with healthcare leaders, our residency program directors, and so on about what does it mean to have, you know, a healthy work environment for our residents and really just all of our staff. So that's been really, really encouraging to advocate for. We also have been able to host an advocacy panel with our ASHP House of Delegates last summer. So we're looking forward to planning um, our next advocacy panel here soon. We're working on a couple podcasts as well. But to chime in on, on Kofi's part about how has our involvement benefited us as a resident? I would say everything he said, you know, we, we may sound kind of formal on this podcast, but we're all actually pretty good friends outside, outside of this. So we're texting each other, figuring out, you know, hey, what do you guys do at your program for this? Oh, what does your policy say about that? So we're really building that strong network to lean on one another because if we could advance the practice in one state, we might as well help each other to do it in the next. So Building that really strong friendship group, I think, is huge. People that you can rely on no matter where they're at. Yeah, and I can round us out. I mean, definitely echoing what Hope and Kofi said as far as what involvement in PALRC has benefited me. You know, having that group to bounce ideas off of, share the struggles of residency with has been really, really great um, just to have that support throughout this. So my work group is the Resident Resources and Research Work Group. So our goal is really to give HSPL residents the resources that they need to get through residency and be able to explore careers throughout it as well as uh, conduct research. So some of the things we do throughout the year, we've had events for networking, um, events for introducing the incoming class to the broader admin community, as well as coming up a event for leaders that have gone into executive roles outside of the Department of Pharmacy to really share their experiences. So definitely looking forward to that. 
Also happy to announce and shamelessly plug that we have just published a guide for transitioning from student to resident. I'm really proud of the members of my work group that have that put that together. I think it's a really great resource, something that I definitely wish I had when I was starting residency. So we just published that as well as a guide for um, how to conduct admin research. So I know when I came into residency, that was something that I had no idea, you know, how that looks different from, you know, obviously we're not doing clinical studies or things like that. So just to help kind of guide people through that different process. So really excited about both of those resources that are now up on the ASHP website. Great. Thank you all for sharing. Well, it looks like that's all we have time for today. I want to thank Hope, Kofi, and Killian for joining us and sharing their insights. Join us here at ASHP Official and the Practice Journey podcast as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.